Oh, hey. <sighs> so, yeah. This will be episode 13, I believe. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry. But okay. I believe it's episode 13. Today we have Billy Lister. He's a singer, songwriter, storyteller, if you will, out of Texas. Uh, he's also a podcaster. He hosts his own podcast called the All at Sea Podcast. Uh, it's pretty similar to our podcast. He's kind of sits down, just talks to people like we do. So check him out, All at Sea. Uh, you can check out his music too. He's got Instagram, all that good stuff. I think it's Billy Lister Music is his Instagram personal one, and then an All at Sea podcast instagram so check them out yeah we uh this was a this is actually our first episode we have done online where we weren't face to face with the person so i I don't know how the audio quality is going to be with internet lagging stuff like that but hopefully it sounds good enough for you he also released the same exact episode on his his podcast and i i did listen to some of it and the audio did sound kind of shitty so we'll see no good (laughs) but uh but yeah um so we did this this online with him, and we're going to probably do a few more of these online because we have a little bigger of a reach to get some people on here doing it that way. But, Billy. <laughs> yeah, he was, it was a good conversation. And, yeah. Um, check out his stuff. What's new with you, Kevin? Sommer? Stuff. Stuff and things? Yeah, dude. It's good. I probably need a little bit more uh, food. My brain's not... Not working. Not we, today. We, we also already recorded a full podcast before we did this. So, All right. Well, we hope you guys enjoy. If you are enjoying, please tell somebody about the podcast. We're trying to grow this thing, and we're going to need your guys' help to do so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's continuing to... It's a slow, slow burn, but it's growing, man. It's, it's a slow grow. Yeah. Every... seems like every episode we get a couple more downloads to it, and, and we want to... If you guys want us to keep doing this, we need to keep it growing because if it's not growing, then what's the point? I don't know. Actually, it's kind of fun. Even if people weren't listening, it's kind of a fun little thing to do. But yeah. All right. Well, yeah. So tell somebody about the damn podcast. Yeah. Come on, guys. Tell them to download it. Please like, follow, subscribe, leave reviews, do all that good stuff. And we will talk to you later we hope you enjoy the episode bye bye so <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of weird when you're not not face to face it's a little bit different it's very weird man it's um a couple of the guests that i've had where it's you know, I try to do the video like I was telling you guys. It's really cool when I can get it to work, but with the internet bogging down so bad, it's kind of weird when you're just looking at like a logo or a name. And I have to catch myself a lot because I'll be listening to the guests that I have on and forget that I'm hosting. Mm-hmm. So then I'll, I'll just be listening to what they're saying. Be like, oh man, this is a cool podcast. Well, <laughs> yeah. Oh crap, I need to say something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's. Like I was telling you a little while ago, everybody we've had so far has been in person. So yep. doing this through a computer screen is a little different. But it did, like you said, it's cool because 
you can connect with people all, I mean, all over the world if you wanted to. Yeah, and that's a that's a neat part about it. There's some there's some good pros to to technology and what we have access to today. So For sure. Pretty, yeah. There's a light there. Mm-hmm. But so why don't you guys kind of tell me a little bit about your show and kind of what got y'all started on that, if you don't mind. Yeah. So uh, me and Kevin here, we've been friends since we were really young, elementary school age. And uh, we were real close as kids. And as we got a little older out of high school, Kevin joined, joined the military and when went and did his thing in the military and we kind of went our own ways and he was living pretty much all over the world for a while there. And then, uh, when he got out of the military, he moved back and I'll let him tell you his whole story here in a little bit, I guess. Uh, yeah. But, um, we, we still, we would only kind of get together when we'd get together with groups, groups of friends, you know, either to like watch, watch fights or if it's someone's birthday or whatever, we'd get together. And then, a few years ago, uh, I was doing, I was actually doing Uber on the side to make extra money. Uh, and Kevin was, he's a full-time student right now. And I knew he was, you know, extra money never hurts anybody. So I told him, I'm like, dude, this is pretty easy. You just drive people, drunk people around. You can make some money, you know? And so, <laughs> yeah. And so he started doing that as well. And so what would happen is we'd be out driving around on the weekends in the middle of the night and. Uh, I'd call him and say, Hey man, you want to take a break? We'll, we'll, you know, pull into a parking lot and BS for a little bit. So that's what we would do. And we started doing that, you know, about half hour or so we'd sit there and just talk and talk. And we started to get really close again. And so over a couple of year period, we, we kind of came back together, I guess you would say to the point now where we both own homes in the same neighborhood. Um, our kids play together and we're just, I mean, pretty pretty close friends. So anyways, we, uh, yeah, we, we were both big podcast listeners and fans and we've talked about starting our own for ever, <laughs> like a year at least. And <clears throat> we finally, what it was about two or three months ago, decided to go ahead and do it. So we fired it up and it's, it's rolling now. So yeah. Yeah, man. That's awesome. <clears throat> and <clears throat> yeah, like I said, our show is pretty similar to yours. We sit down and talk to people from all different kinds of backgrounds and lives and kind of hear their stories and it's kind of fun. Yeah, man, it's a lot of fun when you get to talk to a variety of people and it's, it's an interesting palette of, of personalities and the diversity is, is a great, you know, pool of uh, tools to learn from and it's never boring for me, you know, and you know, uh, getting started with this deal, it's um, it's exciting to see kind of what will attract different people and what won't. So it's it's a fun learning curve for for me that I've found. Yeah. But how did you get started? What, what made you want to get started in the podcasting? Oh man, um, you know I'm a I I'm a podcast nerd. I love listening to a variety of different shows. <clears throat> and I have for a very long time and. It was a couple of years ago, back in 2018. So in January of 2018, I started a podcast called Got Your Six. <laughs> and I had originally wanted to do an idea of bridging a gap between civilian and veteran communities. And we had gotten wind that the guys from 
Black Rifle were going to be moving down to to our hometown down here. And so we thought, well, you know, if we were going to start a podcast that was in this niche, maybe that would be a good idea since those guys will be local. You know, maybe we could make some stuff happen and try to bridge that gap. Well, nothing ever culminated from that. And due to current circumstances at, I say current, then current circumstances at my life and job and the things that were going on, just kind of went downhill. It went very uh, sideways. It just turned into kind of a big circus, in all honesty. Um, and, it, I mean, it was fun. We just kind of got on there and just kind of, it was cathartic in the sense of being able to just, you know, talk crap and vent a little bit about frustrations and current events that were going on in the world. But mm-hmm. that was not really the point of what I'd originally wanted it to be. And so I had about a year's worth of experience doing that and honestly did not learn a whole heck of a lot from it. And so that was kind of a disappointing thing. And and I was around extremely toxic people, negative environments, and just going downhill fast. And and so with this past year, you know, I'm a singer-songwriter, so I've had this past year... uh, about 30, 30 or more gigs canceled this year. So the rug was kind of pulled out from underneath me. And uh, yeah. I was trying to think of, well, what could I do that would be a way to stay positive, to stay encouraged, and what could I do? And I thought, well, maybe I should try looking at a podcast again. And so I was kind of kicking around some ideas. And, you know, I've struggled with depression pretty much my entire life. And it's something that uh, you kind of, for anybody who struggles with it, it's it's a deal where you learn how to mitigate it one day, but then another can hit you in a completely different way. Mm-hmm. And so the more tools you have to, to work on that, the better. And so I thought, man, now would be a perfect opportunity to meet with people who are better than me, people who are smarter, more successful, um, would help me step up my game in any way possible. And... And so it was a completely selfish reason originally to start this podcast was I want to talk to people who are in just a lack of a better way of phrasing it better than myself and to learn as much as I possibly could from them and their, their experiences and, you know, what I've gone through and just kind of talk back and forth and, and learn new things. And so now it's kind of turned into a pretty cool platform to shares, to share other people's testimonies and their their stories and their experiences and, and to reach a lot of people who otherwise would never have heard those stories. So it started completely selfish. <laughs> I, I think that's, <clears throat> we have that in common. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Cause yeah. we, we fired this up, like I said, because we were podcast fans, most of all, and we mm. just kind of wanted to be part of it. Yeah. And originally like our first few episodes were kind of more like an interview. Like we were, mm-hmm asking question after question after question. And that's not really what we were shooting to do. Um, yeah. We wanted to kind of like we're doing now, have more of just a conversation. And those are the podcasts I enjoy listening to is where people are just themselves and they're having a conversation. Likewise, yeah. It's kind of slowly morphed into that. And that's what we were shooting for, which has been cool. And what's really cool, and I'm sure you've probably experienced this too, is people will come on here and they really open up. They, yeah. they'll tell, they, they'll tell, like, there's people we've had on that I've known for years and they'll tell, tell us things. I had no idea, some kind of personal stuff. 
and it's it's kind of cool that that people will open up and kind of share share what they've been through you know yeah it's it's um you know podcasts are are definitely cheaper than therapy that's for sure um <laughs> yeah and it's you're right though there's it's kind of a weird kind of a ethereal thing when you put the headphones on and you get into the microphone and you're talking back and forth with somebody it kind of puts you in this little you know cone of silence as it were and you just kind of get into this little groove with people and it's really interesting it's a very um it's a very unique experience when you have somebody in studio or you know via zoom it can happen but uh you know the in-person deal is it's really interesting how how that can can open up and tear down walls that otherwise a normal conversation you wouldn't be able to do mm-hmm. yeah and like you said when you have these headphones on it is like you're in a whole different world yeah like I've, I've noticed even i'll take like if i gotta use the bathroom or something i'll pull the headphones off and go and it's like you you just left a different place it's weird kind of hard mm-hmm. to explain yeah it's super strange because <clears throat> um it just feels like it, it kind of envelops you in this new universe of, you know, possibility that it, and you're perfect. I mean, that's a perfect example. When you take your headphones off to just go take a leak, you're like, man, what the heck? Where was I? <laughs> it's very strange, you know? Yeah. Not totally. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and so that was kind of my genesis with, with the show. And uh, the, the old show, Got Your Six, it was pretty cool. It would have been a really cool idea to to do it the right way um i i wish going back that i could have have done some good with it and you know it was a pretty cool experience you know i got to connect with some vets who did some really cool things and some some vetrepreneurs as they call themselves mm-hmm. but uh you know it was a pretty neat neat deal looking back on it there are a lot of highlights it wasn't all just completely negative but mm-hmm. um you know taking it and learning what i can from from those experiences and putting it into this show to hopefully, you know, the goal is to spread some positivity with, you know, people's stories. And, um, you know, I really enjoy the podcast where you sit down and you feel like a fly on the wall, right. Where you just feel like you get to be a, like privileged to a conversation that you otherwise would never have gotten to hear. Oh, and yeah. that was one of the things that I really wanted to do with this podcast was to try to let listeners be a fly on the wall. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's awesome. That's uh, that's a great perspective to have. I think for a podcast is, yeah, don't force anything. Just let them engage by just being part of the conversation or listening to it. You know. Yeah. That's, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's uh, that's our podcast has kind of turned into what you were just talking about. We've had a lot of vets on, and yeah, that was not a goal of this podcast. Um, Kevin being a vet himself. Mm. is kind of cool because when another vet does come on, they'll open up a little bit to him and him as well. Yeah. He's, he's opened up a couple of times mm. about some stuff, which is pretty cool. And we've, we've had a lot of veterans on and it's, it's really like, I've talked about this on, on our show before, but I've always been kind of fascinated with the military world and I was never in the military, but I've always been fascinated with people that are, were in the military, things like that. Mm. Likewise. It's just, they, to me, they have a different perspective on life that people like me <laughs> or you will probably never have, right? Because of things that they've had to, you know, do in their life, and mm. it's a whole different perspective. That I, I just love the way most veterans look at things, and our show's kind of turned into 
like a place for veterans to come out and talk and that wasn't the plan but we've had a lot of them so far yeah that's really cool man uh so kevin uh what branch did you serve in and what was your mos i was in the army i was a 11 bravo uh bravo four um so sniper qualified um He's also a sniper team leader in Afghanistan. Um, wow. Yeah, that was basically the what I did. <laughs> is yeah, a, man. Yeah, no, it was a it was an experience. You know, it was a it was a journey for sure. You know, found a lot about out a lot about myself, and I think it opened the doors for the capacity to do that afterwards too. You know, not to get stuck in one ego or one identity and being able to kind of have an eclectic personality. Yeah. Various interests, a lot of things, you know, I guess still, I still play drums in a metal band, you know, and I'm still wanting to pick up my guitar or piano. There's three languages I'm looking after right now. It's French, Mm -hmm. Latin, and Egyptian Arabic. Um, Oh, nice. But there's things that I just, I don't mind putting other parts of my ego aside to learn new things. And that, a lot of that I think stems from the military. Yeah. And for a lot of vets, you know, and a lot of people in general, because I've met people who are not veterans that have that. Um, and so I just have to, yeah, I have to just like know like what I want to be doing at any given time in my life. Cause I'm not the guy who's going to go work at the same job until I'm done, you know? Um, right. Yeah. So yeah, no, it was a cool experience. I mean, it was as it has ups and its way downs, you know, but you know, it happened and everything is the way it is, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so did you go in post 9-11? <clears throat> yeah, I went in and I signed up like November, December of 2007. Okay. Um, yeah, and I got out December of 2012, maybe January 2013, mm-hmm. something like that, mm-hmm. on ATS. Yeah. So just, yeah, just five years. I didn't do, mm-hmm. you know, 20 or anything like that. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't like you weren't going to go be career military. No, no. I thought two deployments was probably enough, and then I can go do yeah. something else and broaden my horizons, you know. Um, yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I was, I was yeah, really, the, um, go ahead. Oh, no, I was, I was really tied up at the end because I had all these uh, goals and essentially plans of going to selection, becoming like a Green Beret and everything, and that did not yeah pan out with my like injuries and everything you know, they were just like you're not gonna do shit you know but yeah. yeah so part of it wasn't really just my choosing either it was just the things that happened and i had to accept that too yeah i was i was gonna say you didn't have much choice in getting hurt you know yeah and mm-hmm. kevin's talked about it on our show a few times i mean he's got a lot of blast injuries and things like that that probably put a put a hold on some of the stuff he w- would have liked to have done in the military, but he's gone on since then. I mean, now, I mean, tell him what you're doing now. You're doing some cool stuff with school. and Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing yeah. Uh, the astrophysics emphasis at BSU. Um, and that's super cool just to go be a, yeah. be a nerd. Cause I wanted to do that since I was like six. And, uh, right. it's, uh, interesting. How about with like Justin, like being able to go to school for that, and, have, and fucking blow people's minds because everyone there is young for once. For, I mean, for, yeah. for instance, and they have I, an idea of reality in their minds because of, I think, movies and stereotypes growing up. 
Mm-hmm. And you're like, who the fuck is this guy? You know, like, you know, like he looks athletic for one. <laughs> like, and he calls us fucking nerds when he walks in the room. Like, you know, I just give him a hard time because yeah. a lot of people in that program feel they have to to fit a type of narrative to be in that mm-hmm. program. Like, he's, you got to be 22 years old and still playing fucking Dungeons and Dragons, right? Right. And it's like, you don't have to be that person. Yeah. You know, you don't have to be an engineering student. You don't have to dress like a fucking idiot, you know? Um, <laughs> like most engineering students were like, <laughs> like fucking jeans, cowboy boots, you know, with a North Face shirt and a stupid fucking hat. Like they all dress the same. Like there's like <laughs> just a dress code to be a mechanical engineer versus like a civil engineer. Like, you know, it's interesting. Everybody falls into that. Everybody falls in these little like niches because they're trying to, right. I think, find their place. You know, they're trying to connect. I think I get yeah. that. Um, so yeah, anyway, it's interesting being that program and being around people that are like blown away that you're even there. You're like, man, what's this, what's this fucking knuckle dragger doing in here? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's funny. Cause Kevin, our whole life has been athletic, always into sports and then yeah. went away to the military, always like really masculine meathead stuff. <laughs> and knowing him, as long as I've known him, I always knew he was really smart and when we were kids, it was almost like he kind of tried to hide that so people wouldn't make fun of him. Um, he would kind of go extra masculine on things, I guess you could say. Yeah. To kind Lots of, of red meat and duct tape. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And to kind of show, like, I'm not a nerd, you know? And I always knew he was super smart. Yeah. And then, of course, after he does military, and then he gets out of the military, he opens up his own CrossFit gym that was super successful here in, in, in Boise. And then he stepped away from that. And next thing you know, he's majoring in astrophysics. And it's like, I always knew, I always knew he had that in him. And it's cool to see him follow what he really wanted to do, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. But yeah, and our, our guest uh, two episodes ago is in his class with him. Mm-hmm. And he had a whole career with the government before he got into school. He's in his 50s now. And he's a double major. In, yeah in college and so they kind of talked about that you know it's a different different type of person going in that class and it can show those young kids that that there's not it doesn't have to be a stereotype to be smart you know no well and that there's no limit age-wise when you can go and do something for sure for sure And, and and there's no i mean there's no time limit i mean um that's one of my biggest pet peeves you know with with what i do with music is you know there's a lot of people who's like oh well you know, if you're not in your late teens, early 20s, you know, you're not going to be successful at it. It's like, you know, anybody ever heard of Chris Christopherson? <laughs> he didn't hit it until he was 40. Yeah. You know, um, you know, so so there's no time limit. It'll happen when it happens, when you put the hard work and dedication into it. And that goes into pretty much every avenue of life. And so one of the things that I like about what you've been saying is, you know, with, you know, you've got those three languages that you want to learn, um, you know the hobbies, the different things, um, there's a lot of activity that you can give your brain and, you know, going through a lot of the the guys who I've talked with or or women that I've talked with in the military, one of the biggest things is, is the mission and purpose and, and finding that directive for each day. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, idle hands are the devil's workshop is the adage, right? So if you've got goals in mind of, man, I want to learn these languages or, yeah, I want to learn piano or guitar or, you know, astrophysics or whatever. It's 
there's that directive and there's that goal and that mission. And when you accomplish that thing, um, guess what? You're going to be hungry for more, right? That's what mm-hmm. I've found. And, and so that's a really cool experience for you to be able to go in from, you know, your time in the service to now going to college. But I think the common denominator with that is just the willingness to learn. And you hit the nail on the head with, with getting the ego out of the way to do it. Yeah. No, totally. Yeah. Like once you make, you know, make those, make everything habitual, right? Yeah. Like I gotta get up. I gotta do something. I gotta be better. Try to move towards a, a better way of life or just moving, always feel like you're moving forward. Yeah. And you can't do that if you don't have those habitual aspects in your life. Like if you just get up and you're like, no, I'm indecisive right out of bed. Like you, you may not accomplish anything and your depression might get worse. Yeah. Your anxiety. Cause now you're too much in your head because you're not doing, you know, right. You're just thinking and yeah. <laughs> but yeah. that's kind of where the name of our podcast comes from. It's mission mm-hmm. prep is to yeah. be prepared to take on a mission in life. And it's, we, we went over about what? 7 million different names to name our podcast. And <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure you've been there. Oh but, yeah. But we were throwing ideas back and forth and then actually Kevin's the one that came up with mission prep and that has a little bit to do with his military background. But mm. I mean, everything in life you're going to do, whether it's, you know, join the military or go to school or just go do your job or take care of your children, whatever, it's all a mission. Yeah. And preparing for a mission is a way to succeed. I, I believe. And so that's kind of where the name came from. And so what, yeah, what you're saying about having like a mission to do something, that's, that's something we believe in for sure. Yep. Yeah. I I think it's a paramount thing. And if you fail to prepare, you're prepared to fail. And, you know, that's, uh, you know, the Boy Scout motto of always be prepared is pretty apropos for pretty much every aspect of your life. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's easier said than done, of course. Yeah. uh, You know, (laughs) That's, that is a fact. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you just you can't just wake up and be in control of your emotions and just have a great fucking day. Sometimes they're taking control of you and you have to just try to survive or adapt to that day, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and everybody, I think a lot of people go through that. And, uh, yeah, it's just being positive at the end of the road, you know? Yeah. Fucking getting through it. Yeah, and that's the, that's the thing with... with you know, being all at sea is, is you're going to find yourself there either by the choices that you've made or by the circumstances that life throws at you. So how are you going to do it? What are you going to do to, to get through it? Are you going to let the waves take you down? Are you going to fight and get through it? And, you know, it's not going to be an easy road. So one of the things that I've had to struggle with for myself was, you know, struggling for that betterment and being, you know, that attitude of, well, I want to become better. I want to do better. And then when the mistakes happen or, you know, I'm being somewhat of a perfectionist, it doesn't go the way that I think it should of not being defeated, but going, no, it's a step in the right direction and, and celebrating the small victories of like, did I, you know, check off my to-do list today and did I do it well? Did I put 100% effort into it? Yes. Great. Did I learn something new? Great. You know, whatever the small victory for the day is to focus on that and to be positive. And um, to just tackle it with that and not allow the setbacks or, you know, quote unquote failure to become the mountain out of a molehill. And, and that's been the hardest thing for me. So with, you know, shows like what you guys are doing with, you know, 
having a mission for life, right? So mission prep is a great analogy for that as well. And so I think that's a great you know, correlation between what you guys are doing, what I'm doing with our podcasts is um, letting the humanity into life because a lot of people are afraid to just be human. I know I was for a very long time mm-hmm. and it's, it's raw, it's real, it's imperfect and that's how it's going to be. And you can always strive to do better. And guess what? You're going to be better on some days than you are others. And, um, you know, so I don't know if you guys did any research on, on my show with, you know, who I talk a lot about my dad. And so my dad has been a major fixture in my life with, you know, helping me through, you know, very traumatic experiences as a kid to, you know, just kind of growing up to now being a man. He's like my best friend. And, and so he's, uh, my dad is a master engraver, so he does a lot of engraving on firearms and, and jewelry and stuff. But uh, cool. he's been doing that since he was 17. And so with that, he's also a musician, and he's, a, he's an extremely proficient musician. And I get so hard on myself whenever I perform, you know, being a songwriter. And uh, I'm blessed to have my dad actually play lead guitar for me when we go and go play um, and do shows. So it's a pretty neat experience there. But... Uh, he always tells me, he's like, you know, when you become a master at something, he goes, it doesn't mean that you make mistakes. It just means that you've learned really well how to cover it up. <laughs> yeah, right. And so it's it's a great analogy for life. And so there's a lot of things that I've been able to learn from, you know, watching my dad and what he's done. And so I always enjoy getting to hear, you know, people who've come out of things like the military, you know, combat veterans, um, just life in general. I mean, there's so much that you can learn from other people. And, and so with a show like Mission Prep, I think it's a really cool deal, too, because you guys are kind of at that point where you being a veteran, Kevin, you can bring those guys in and kind of have that conversation in a, a really cool light of, you know, there's there's life after military, right? And civilians aren't just <laughs> completely 100% ignorant, yeah. you know? Um, there's, there's a, there's a great light there and and I really enjoy kind of what you guys are doing. And, um, I think it's going to speak to a lot of people with that positivity of being able to just be human. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, like you were just saying how the, what your dad said about, you know, people can cover it up. I, I agree big time. I, it, it drives me insane when people like to say how good they are at something and they don't make mistakes. We, I think we talked about that in our last episode when it comes to raising kids, people who act like they have it figured out and no way, nobody has anything all figured out. You're going to make mistakes. And I think, I think the best thing to help other people is to let them know that you made mistakes so they can hear, Oh man, I'm not the only one that's messing up here. Yeah. And I know like me personally, when I'm listening to say a podcast or something, somebody's open and honest about, mistakes they've made in life and how they got through those mistakes or anything, anything like that. It's, it's encouraging to me because I mess up all the time. And as hard as that Mm -hmm. is to admit for anybody that when you mess up, knowing that other people mess up, it's going to happen. You can get through it. You can push forward. That's, that's super encouraging, you know? Oh yeah. By far. That's kind of what, what we've, it's kind of been a theme on our, on our podcast is people are talking about, you know, ups and downs in life. And yeah, we've had a couple people on our show that have been some dark, dark places. And I mean, myself and Kevin included, we've been in mm-hmm. 
you know, in a bad spot a time or two. And yeah, it's, I think people being able to hear about that and hearing that yeah, you can get through it and, and get out of it and don't tell everybody, Oh, I've got this all figured out. It was, it was super easy. Cause that's, that's never the case. And I think it's just a lie when anybody says that about anything, you know? Oh God. Yeah. And, and it's a fallacy for sure. Um, it's just putting, it's, it's like, living that kind of a lie is is the equivalent of living the social media lifestyle it's yeah. all fake it's it's a, it's a snapshot of one moment of a single day and you can't take that as you know that's the full iceberg mm-hmm. you're just seeing a little bit of it and you know that um that's a very very accurate view and for me where where i came from with that was you know i i worked for 10 years between two jobs and it was pretty much switching one boss that was horrible for another that was even worse mm-hmm. and, and devoting so much time and energy and um, investing into a company and business that just did not care and did not ultimately want to invest back. And the problem was um, the work that was getting extracted from pretty much a dry teat was excruciating. And, and the amount of work that was pulled out from a small crew is just ridiculous. And so the mentality, you know, from where I came from was um, I was pretty much told to my face by, by one of the employers. He, he said, you know, I make it a habit of hiring above average people. And when you're stupid like this, that makes me regret hiring. <laughs> and, and so when you do that for four and a half years around that mentality, you really start to think that of yourself. Yeah. No matter no matter what encouragement you're getting outside of that. I mean, when you're spending more time at your job than you are with your family, then, you know, that becomes your mentality. That becomes your identity. For sure. And and so then going to the other the other job, the mentality there was um, mistakes don't happen. It's perfection or or you're a piece of shit bit mm-hmm. is was the mentality. And it's, um, which I get chasing perfection. You want the best possible outcome, but mistakes are going to happen. Being human is going to happen. And that was not allowed. And so now it's, uh, you know, coming through that and coming out of that, I remember I was standing, um, I was fired from that job and basically told I was the lowest of the low bottom, you know, feeding piece of crap that ever walked the earth. And, Mm -hmm. I was standing in my kitchen and my wife had gone to work and this was just a couple of days after I lost that job. And I remember listening to my son and my nephew playing and laughing upstairs. And that was the first time in four and a half years that I caught myself smiling and laughing at the joy that they were experiencing. I mean, I had a breakdown. I just lost it. Mm-hmm. I was... I was crying on the floor, just like, man, what has happened with the last, you know, five years of my life? And so that was kind of the catalyst that really kind of woke me up was realizing how cold things had become. And and that was not too long after that, um, the original podcast that I was doing, we, we nixed and, and stopped doing. But, um, you know, it was kind of, just that breakdown needed to happen. And then fast forward to the very first guest I had on this episode, he and I were talking about, you know, failure and overcoming obstacles. And 
Um, so, so we work for uh, a, a gal that does, um, uh, she does teething oils and soaps and, and grooming products and stuff. And she's very, very successful. And she's also probably the sweetest person I've ever met in my life. Um, and so I was in there filling up bottles with this, you know, oils and, and all this stuff. And he walked in and he and I were talking. And he goes, man, have you had a big spill yet? And I said, thankfully, you've just had some overflows, you know, and it's a pain in the butt to clean this oil up, right? Mm-hmm. And so he and I were talking about that. And he goes, man, he goes, I knocked like 10 of them over the other day. And it's, this guy, you know, he's a mite older than I am. And he's very successful. He's highly driven. And when he told me that, I kind of stopped and I was like, man, you just admitted to, to a big snafu there. And, and I was thinking this, but then going back to the episode that I did with him and thinking about his mentality, I was like, man, that's, that's crazy. You know, of just being, just allowing yourself to be human. And and so it's really dumb, but, uh, she, she was, uh, having me make these bath bombs and shrink wrap them to ship out. And I was just being a dumbass and just, knocked it off and just completely shattered all of them right and so i immediately reverted back to that mentality that state of mind of that of the jobs prior and was like oh my gosh you know this was just the dumbest thing i'm a horrible human being and she was like no it's no problem she goes that happens and you know whatever and so that mentality of you know yes there's this there's this uh, this bar that you need to try to meet, but you know what? You're going to fall short of that, and it's okay. And so that was just the craziest, you know, roller coaster of emotions that I went through in the span of about 10 minutes of, you know, rehashing everything that I had gone through for almost a decade <laughs> to, <laughs> you know, this new job of, you know, here I am doing this, you know, you know, bath and body work stuff, but it allowed me to be human. Mm-hmm. And it allowed me to to go through those emotions, to come at the end of it and go, yeah, people make mistakes and it's okay. Well, yeah, I mean, and, yeah, in the U.S., I mean, you know, you're not allowed to be human because you need to be left brain dominant in every aspect, you know, most jobs you go to. Yep. You know, they don't want that right brain because they don't need it. And a lot of jobs don't need your creativity. Like, oh, right. you're creative? Cool. I don't fucking need that. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes you a more well-rounded person and it makes you human. You know, being able to be vulnerable, being able to be intimate with other people, you know, that's all part of being human. And if you're forced into a place where you have to be left-brained, and then now because of that, that you know, habitual practice of having to do that, you're doing that at home. Then you're doing it with your kids and your wife, and then you're immediately shut off from being human. You know, you're just, you're stuck in this left-brained personality, you know. And then your only outlet becomes music because you can be intimate essentially with yourself trying to write mm-hmm. music, you know? Um, yeah. So it's unfortunate. That's kind of the way it is, you know, like, yeah, don't, yeah. Be, don't be human. It's frowned upon. Right. You know, like it's, a, it's so cold. Yeah. It's just cold and, and just and despair, man. It's that's the way that I can phrase it is, this is very cold. But I think it also goes back to who you surround yourself with. Yes. Um, we've, we've touched on that a few times, but whether, I mean, if, if you're at a job where you're getting treated like complete shit all day, you're going to feel like shit, just like you said. Yeah. And, oh, or yeah. if you have friends that are treating you like crap or they are bad people themselves and they never do any good in life, that's all you're going to know. And that's how you're going to act as well. Typically. I think if you surround yourself with 
good people who are motivated, who, who want to do good in the world, you're going to want to do that too. And right. if, if you're around people who feel good about themselves, they're going to make you feel good about yourself as well. Yeah. And like if the way I, I look at it in a job, if you're in a job, I mean, sometimes, yeah, that's a, the end of the road for somebody. That's the only job they can find. But I think if someone's at a job where they're getting treated like shit all the time, then leave. Mm-hmm. Just leave. Yeah. There's, oh, yeah. there's always another job. You might not make as much money at another job, but maybe you'll be treated a little better, you know? Right. And it's the same relationships, friendships. If you're if you're not treat, being treated well, eventually you're going to be that person that's not treating somebody well. And yeah. I don't think that's what people should strive for, you know? You should strive to treat people kind. Be kind to people. Right. And How you would want to be treated. For sure. For sure. And yeah. it's, it's, that's something <clears throat> as I've gotten older, I've tried to surround myself with better people, just all around better people. Yeah. And I mean, as a teenager, I, I ran around with a bunch of idiots and they were always getting in trouble and stuff like that. And, and I could have gone down that road, but yeah, which I almost did, but I, I stepped away and my, my circle of friends now is much, much smaller, but man, it's, I've never felt more, more love than from my couple close friends in my family, you know, and I feel like I'm a better person because of that. Oh, for sure. And, and you're exactly right, man. Like your network is your net worth. And, um, I talked with a guy from Wyoming. He's a bareback bronc rider and he, he pretty much is said exactly what you're saying. Um, he just, he, I mean, he just phrased it differently, but, but that's been a very common theme amongst the people who I've talked with. And, and now you guys is surround yourself with the people who are going to going to sharpen you, the people who are going to make you better. Right. And the people who are going to hold you accountable. And um, a lot of the people who I was around with, you know, the old show and with that work were people who they they were not motivated at all. Not one iota. They didn't care about growth in any shape, way or form other than financial. Mm hmm. Um, and, and it was all appearance. It was all superficial things. And it was, you know, do we look good doing this? And is this going to make us money kind of in that kind of a mentality? And it was so shallow and so just, uh, man, it left you so empty with like almost every encounter. Right. And, and so with the struggle of being stuck at a job, the only thing that's keeping you there is yourself. And that was that was my fault. And I allowed myself to believe that lie of I'm stuck here. Mm-hmm. I have to have this paycheck. If I don't have this <clears throat> paycheck, then, um, you know, we're not going to be OK. Well, guess what? We didn't have a final paycheck from when I when I lost the job. And it, had it not been for family and true friends who gave us money for groceries that week, we wouldn't have eaten. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Survived that. Survived a truck getting repossessed because you could no longer afford to make the payment. Um, Survived close to getting evicted. But you know what? The landlords were great people who decided that they would cut us a deal and help us out just for a few months to get back on our feet. You know what? We made it. And and it, it was something that I should have done a long time ago that I didn't do. And so now looking at those things going, well, you know what? Hey, that was not even the worst that could have happened. So thank God that's all that happened, right? Thank God that that was it. And 
we made it. We're good. And so life is so much better now. And it's not nearly as certain because that security of, of a good paycheck isn't there. But <laughs> but the quality of life is so much better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, money money is important. I mean, you need it to survive, but it's not everything. It's not no. it's not the end all. Uh, me and Kevin, we were both raised pretty similar, you know, not much money in our families. And I remember watching my parents make things work somehow, always. And that's because they were both very hard workers and they did what they had to do. And that's something I've kind of taken from them as I've gotten older. And I've always, I think everybody wants their children to have it better than they had it. And that's something I strive for daily. I have two children and I want them to have anything they need to succeed in life. And I don't want to just hand stuff to them. I mean, they need to have a little struggle as well, but I've worked my ass off and I know Kevin has as well to get where we are now in life. And it's just, I don't know. It's like you said, if you're at a dead end job and you think, Oh man, I need this paycheck. There's, there's other places that are going to give you a paycheck that might treat you a little better, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> oh yeah. And, and, and yeah, man. And so with touching on providing for your kids, right. That's such like a, it, you can feel very guilty for pursuing things that bring you joy mm-hmm. and for doing things that can be beneficial for your mental health. And I know for a long time, you know, for about five years, I didn't pick up a guitar. I didn't sing. I didn't play music at all. And, um, that was probably the worst period of time in my life. But every time that I did, every time I, I sat down to write or I picked up the guitar, it was this excruciating feeling of guilt for doing something that I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's realizing how bad of a lesson that was to teach my kids was, you know, there's a little ting of regret there, but it's going, you know what, I am now trying to teach them that, hey, it's okay to do the things that you do enjoy. It's a little bit about balance, but yeah. do the things that are going to be good for your mental health and help you get through life. And, you know, providing the tools for them to navigate it, to me, is so much more important than any college fund or, uh, you know, trust fund that you could ever leave them. You mm-hmm. know, they have the tools to function is just, I mean, why would you want to leave your kids without that? Yeah, well, like you said, balance. I think balance is key when it comes to that. Kevin and I have talked about this before. I mean, it, it is important to take care of yourself. Yeah. And I think, like you said, it's important for your kids to see you doing something that you want to do. Like like the podcasting, for instance, mm. is something I've always wanted to do. It's like, And we talked about it a little while ago, selfish. Um, and doing this, it takes a little bit of time out of my day away from I could be doing something with kids but yep. my, my kids are seeing me doing something that I've always wanted to do and Kevin as well he's doing it and his kids see that he's doing things and he's I mean he does a lot of a lot of different activities whether it's music or the podcast or his school mm-hmm. or something you have to do things in life you want to do but like you said it's a balance it can't be all about you you, you need yeah. to it's you, kids also have to know that life's not all about being comfortable and doing things you want to do and having fun. But it's, I think it is really important to, for them to see, see you going after things. Um, like 
I, I think I've talked about this before on our show, but I, I never saw my mom and dad do anything they want to do with always work, work, work. Hmm. And I'm sure they had hopes and dreams and aspirations of things they wanted to do. They just never did because they were trying to provide. So I'm, yeah. I'm glad I can kind of show my kids like, you know, I have, I have things I want to do as well. And yeah, I still, I have a full-time job. <clears throat> I work mm-hmm. my butt off, but there's a lot of time in the day and you can find time to do something you want to do, whether it's exercise, if the, you need to get that done or yeah. go sit down and do a podcast for an hour. Yeah. It's, and then you said like mental health podcasting, like you said, it's cheaper than therapy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it is. And it's been, I know, I don't know about Kevin, but it's been really good for me to just sit down and talk with people and hear, hear what they go through and stuff. And for me to be able just to talk and run my mouth and not shut up, just keep talking because it, it's healthy to get, get stuff out there. You think? Oh man, for sure. Definitely. It's so cathartic to, um, you know, when you can talk with like-minded people and, but they're also not going to just blow smoke. You know, that's a, such a breath of fresh air to be able to do. And that's what I love about podcasting. The community is you have some very genuine people who are just unabashedly themselves. Mm-hmm. And it's if it's a very in the right atmosphere. It's, it's the most authentic thing you'll ever meet because it's just raw, real humanity. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've probably brought that up so many times in our podcast already, but I'm like innately bothered by people that aren't genuine. It throws me off in a conversation or just in an environment, you know, if it's in the store, anywhere, when, or, you know, meeting someone professionally as well, and they're not genuine, you can tell, you can see right through it. And yeah. it's almost belittling or condescending because you feel like, oh, like I'm not important enough or I'm not. I don't matter enough that you can just fucking let go, you know, hmm. you know, or they're doing it just to be a prick. Right. But right. It could, I mean, who knows the reason, Yeah, but it just, it's so off putting. Yes. They're, they're shut off to you, but they're standing in front of you talking to you <laughs> at the same time. Essentially. It's just kind of yeah. a weird dichotomy. Like, you know, I'm not going to give you who I really am. I'm going to fucking like, blow you full of just smoke. And, you know, it's like, yeah, but you're just wasting my time at this point. You know, and yeah, you, maybe they're just suffering in life. A lot of people are. A lot of people will find meaning in suffering and they just sit there and they hang out in it yeah. and they can't be genuine with anybody. Um, yeah. And they just need help. Yeah. But it, well, that kind of brings it back to what you were saying about, you know, with the U.S. and they want that left brain, right? Mm-hmm. Don't be creative. So many successful businessmen that I've come into contact with who just, it's a bottom line. It's, it's what's the, what's the bottom line here? Mm-hmm. You know, how much can I get out of this? How much can I get out of you? Um, they're so cold and calculated with that where it's, oh my gosh, it's just so heartbreaking to see that you have to be miserable to be successful mm-hmm. versus no, you can be successful and still be a human being and still be true to who you are. And so with you talking about, you know, the, you know, people dressing a certain way, kind of those tropes of, you know, engineers or, you know, physicists or, you know, musicians, whatever it is, um, you know, I, I come across that so much with, you know, 
different artists. It's, well, I play Americana or I play folk or I play pop, whatever. And they all feel like they have to look the part. I mean, I just throw a flannel on and some Converse and I throw whatever hat I got on my closet right there on and I just go play. Mm-hmm. Be like, well, what kind of music do you play? Like, <laughs> yeah. Play a little of everything, honestly. Yeah. Most country, Texas country, pop, whatever, Billy Joel, Elton John, I love it all, you know? Yeah. And they're like, really? Like, yeah. And so it's it's it kind of throws things for a loop because I'm not putting on an air of like, oh, when you look at me, you see what it is you're going to get. Yeah. And, and and so it's people are so multifaceted. There's so many avenues to a person. What you were talking about of kind of like having those those, uh, uh, you know, multiple personalities, as it were, of you've got all these different things that you want to do. That's human nature is is it's a, a diamond in the rough you know, eventually becomes this beautiful creation of all these different cuts and all these different things that make it up of what it is. It's not just one singular thing. And that's people. It's humanity. And and so I, I really love it when I get to meet people who, on the surface, they seem, you know, like a genuine person, but then there's so much more going on underneath and there's so much more that they have, you know, like with what Jake was saying about you growing up of, you know, you were this, you know, kind of athlete, the sports guy kind of hid the intelligence as it were. But now it's kind of coming out with all of that and and being unabashedly. Yeah, I'm going to be myself. I'm still going to call you guys, you know, freaking nerds because you are. (laughs) I'm in this class, too. Right. Yeah. So, (laughs) you know, it's just being true to yourself. It's being true to to your nature and it's a freeing place to be when you get there. It's such a freeing place. Yeah. And I think it's important for, we just touched on this, but to do things that you want to do. Cause I think you're going to mm. do a better job at doing those things. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, I wish we could make our podcast. That's my full-time job. I, Cause I mm. have a feeling like I'd put everything I have into it. Cause I like to do it. It's fun. Yeah. It's kind of a hobby right now. We mm. don't make money doing it right now. Right. Likewise. Which it would be amazing to make money doing it because we'd like to do it. I mean, you know, Mm. Um, but it's something that we wanted to do. And that's why I have no problem putting time and effort and some money into doing this. Kevin and I Mm. both have put a lot of effort and time into our show and trying to learn how to do it all. But it's because it's something we really want to do. Yeah. And I guess there's there's no certain outfit for podcasting. You know, you don't have to dress a certain way to podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. At least if, if there is, I didn't get the, uh, you know, the memo on I, the dress code. I, I didn't either. Dang it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's just funny. You know, there, there's some jobs where, because you, you were talking about like dressing a certain way. There's some jobs that you see someone dressed a certain way. You almost know what they do for yeah. a living. And like I, one example, I used to work on a cow ranch. And there's a, there's an outfit for that. I mean, you, you know what somebody does typically. Um, and, and, but then that can become your identity as well, which I don't think is a good thing. Yeah. It's like, it's like the, it just becomes determinism Yeah, because I'm, I dress this way. I got to act this way, be into these things and I got to suppress everything down that it might be part of my ego or identity, you know, for sure. Um, and yeah, like the what was that called? Like oh, something. Let me think. Your name. It was like uh, it was Tom Hanks's sons. Like determinism. 
So you have Colin Hanks and you have Chet Hanks. <laughs> and Colin Hanks looks like a successful like actor. He's both put together and Chet looks like a fucking mess. <laughs> like he's got like fucking tattoos everywhere, like nose yeah. piercings, and he's just like he he's like not doing anything with his life, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, yep, determinism. You have a Colin and a Chet, you know. Well I I think I don't think it's healthy to let either your job or anything you do in life determine who you are as a person. Like when I worked on that cattle ranch, that was my life. And that's a little different. I mean, when you're working on a ranch, that's kind of all you do. Yeah, Um, for sure. But like when I worked there, I wore cowboy boots, Wranglers, button up shirt, cowboy hat. And even after I left that line of work, for years, I wouldn't even wear shorts because I never could work in there. There was never a time to wear mm-hmm. shorts. Right. <clears throat> and then, so like that was my identity. And also I'm put almost putting on a front, like, look at yeah. me. I'm, I'm this badass wearing blue jeans and boots and 110 degree weather. Yeah. And as I got a little older and realized like, I can just be myself. I'm going to throw on some cargo shorts and a t-shirt and yeah. some, some tennis shoes, you know, and then I had this thing in my head, like people are going to judge me if I don't look a certain way. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't the case. I mean, now, I mean, I'll wear the way I dress now is different almost every day. I don't have a, have a uniform. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Just being comfortable in your own skin and being yeah. a dad. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, not, we're not wearing the fucking four nines yet or anything. <laughs> throw, throw on that fanny pack, some new balances. Four nines, man. Like four or six or whatever. <laughs> The suburban dad starter pack. Yeah, it's a propane grill, New Balance, and apron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man! So yeah, man. No, I, I I totally hear what you're saying, and I talking with a few folks. It's and kind of touching back too on on the mentality of work in the U.S. Is one of the things that I hate when you meet somebody new is when they ask you, "Oh, so what do you do?" Mm-hmm. And it's well, do you want to know what I do for a vocation? Do you want to know what I do for a hobby? You want to know what I do for fun? What it, I mean, there's a lot of avenues to that. You yeah. want to know who I am as a person because that's a completely different question. Yeah, they want to and, put a label on you so that they can know where they stand in the conversation. Right. Know, they want power. Yeah. You know. Well, I think I think a person's career it, it kind of says a little bit about a person, but it doesn't say everything about them. No. I mean, like me for instance, I'm a truck driver for a living. That's what I do. Mm. Yeah. But I'm not like the typical truck driver. I don't, it's hard to explain like the stereotypical truck driver. Um, like if I look at some of the, the older generation of truck drivers, they fit that stereotype for sure. But then myself, I don't feel like I do fit that stereotype because it says a little bit about me, what I do for a living, what I pick to do, but it's not everything. There's, there's a lot more to a person than what they do. And dude, like if I was a truck driver, I'd be like, you ever seen over the top? Like, that's <laughs> what I do, man. You guys roll to fucking these flying J's up the highway and just start tearing dudes' arms off. <laughs> well, well and it's, it's funny because <clears throat> most people, they think a truck driver, they think out of shape, fat, uh, redneck, you know, mm-hmm. all these, all these different things. But there's, there's guys like myself who I am out of shape and fat, but I'm not the stereotypical out of shape and fat, you know, and there's guys that look like Kevin who's in very good shape who, who do that line of work mm-hmm. as well. It's, it's, yeah. you can't, it doesn't determine who you are. Some people let it determine who they are. Like I did when I worked on that ranch, but right. it's, there's more to life. And I think, I think hobbies, like you said, are important there. Oh yeah. Like this whole podcasting thing. That's a whole nother, mm-hmm. another part of 
my life now that yeah. that I I think it's important to have, have extracurricular activities in your yeah. life. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's a, it's a very it can keep you grounded, but can it also help you with um, this might sound cheesy, but it can help you with hope. It can help <laughs> you with with feeling encouraged and and to pursue uh, with more gusto i guess more energy in your life mm-hmm. you know, it can help you with that and and so with you know you talking about wishing the podcast could be your full-time job i think every podcaster gets into it going oh god i wish i could do this yeah. full time and and i know i did i know i'm thinking like man this would be amazing if i could could have this be a very lucrative business and it's totally possible it just takes so much freaking work and time yeah. to get there i was gonna say time I think I think everybody's looking for instant gratification with anything they do, and and I'm guilty of that as well. Starting this podcast, I mean, we put a lot of work into this thing before it ever even launched, and in I I, I'm good at accepting reality and thinking, okay, Mm -hmm. this isn't going to blow up and be five million views, you know, and all that or Mm -hmm. downloads. But in the back of my mind, I was thinking, okay, we have something here. I think this could be successful. Yeah. Maybe, and I think it's good to hope, like you said, but you also, anything in life, you got to accept reality and realize mm-hmm. you got to keep putting in the hard work if you want it to work out for you. Yeah. And well, every overnight success has 10 years behind it. And, for sure. You know, so it's, it's just so much work and time and dedication and just kind of learning what works. And so, you know, I, I joined a lot of podcast groups and forums to try to learn and to see kind of what other people are doing and to try to promote amongst other podcasters because, you know, having that community is really good. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a great thing to be a part of the community, uh, but it's also not a necessity. It's also not one of those make it or break it things where, oh, if you're not in this niche or doing this or doing that, you know, you're going to fail. And you know what? I've seen brands and companies just explode because of hard work and perseverance over people who had companies that have just completely flopped with all the money in the world behind them. Yeah. And, and you don't have to have a coherent, cohesive brand right out the gate. You don't have to have all of your T's crossed and I's dotted and have perfection coming out of the shoot. What you need is to start and what you need is the drive to continue and to keep going. And that's what ultimately is going to be the make it or break it factor. Mm-hmm. And, and so that was one of the, the things with, with my show, with All at Sea, is um, you know people are all too often afraid to fail because they are afraid to start. And failure isn't just a cutoff, that's it, you're done, no more. That's how many times did Edison try to make the bulb, right? How many times did he try to make a light bulb, like 2,000? Mm-hmm. why would you continue after after the hundredth? Why would you keep going? And why? what's the why behind it? Well, because he believed in what he was doing. And so if you believe, failure is just a stepping stone. Failure is just the beginning. And, and so there's this mentality of, well, if it doesn't succeed, what am I going to do? Well, if you're asking yourself that, then you're not 100% into this. Yeah, and also and, if it doesn't succeed, maybe it's never going to. Move on to right. something else. Yep. You got to exactly. keep, keep moving is right. I think important. And no, but that's very, that's very true. Yeah. Well, and like you mentioned, like having a brand and stuff. I hate that. I hate that term, the brand. 
It's like <laughs> yes. To and, and yeah, I mean, I guess it's a thing. Or having a little niche mm-hmm. in something. Yeah, but like, I think the most important brand is just be a person. Just do your yes. thing, and and the right people will end up attaching themselves to you. Like, yeah. we, we've seen that with our show. Um, we it's starting to gain a little bit of a following, and it's really cool to watch that happen. And it's kind of an organic thing. We're not really pushing it to happen. Mm-hmm. It's just it's it's slow. It's a slow burn, but yeah. I think in the long run, if it continues to grow, that'll be more satisfying. Slow growth is is better than than a giant leap. Yeah, for I mean, sure, it really is, and that's true for anything. Um, small progress, small steps in in the right direction, and and so the, it comes down to it's like, man, if if you want to do something, then just do it. And success is a variable that that changes to the individual, and so whatever your definition of success is. Um, if you're not meeting that level of success, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're failing. It just means that maybe you need to get a new perspective on what success means mm-hmm. to you in this endeavor. And because you could, you might find that you actually are successful and you know, it doesn't mean that you're going to make all the money in the world or have the most downloads or be ranked number one, but you know what, to be in the niche, to be in the community and to have people listening to what you're doing and to have people who care about that is success in and and of itself. Oh, for sure. I also think like when it comes to podcasting, especially, I think it's cool doing what we're doing right now. We're both pretty similar podcasts. We probably have kind of the same style of an audience, but we're going to both put this out. People are going to listen to it. I'd love for people listening to ours to go listen to your show. Yeah. And I don't see it as like competition. There's so many people that listen to podcasts. There's also about a million kajillion podcasts <laughs> but God, yeah but there's i think there's more people listening to podcasts than there is podcasts and it's yeah some people might think of it as competition but like i know what i found you i don't remember how i found out about you i don't know if you followed us or i followed you something like that and i it checked, was probably when i was just spamming liking photos yeah <laughs> actually yeah 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 I, I did i got a like for that's what happened and so yeah. I, I checked your stuff out and was like oh wow this is kind of similar even the wording in the in your bio was a similar but i didn't think anything yeah. bad about it i'm like that's that's cool like yeah. th- this guy's kind of trying to do the same thing we're doing and then i listen to your show and and it's good and it's very similar you're you're sitting down talking with people and, and i i hope people that listen to our show go and start checking yours out i know it's hard for some people who have like you know like five podcasts they try to get in every week i'm one of those people i, I try to listen right. to certain ones but Every now and then, it's it's cool to have something fresh to listen to, even if you don't know who this person is or anything, because you might find something you like. I think. Yeah, definitely, I totally agree, and uh, and that's what's beautiful about um, podcasting, music, um, you know, streaming services. Now, it's you can tailor your listening to your taste, but there's also so much out there that you have access to. Um, that you never know what you might learn from something. And I mean, there's shows that, I, that I've listened to for a long time where it's, I'm not necessarily like the biggest fan, but because of what they do and who they have on, there's always something to learn from. And so I, I, I typically, when I listen to something, it's because I, I go 90 to nothing all day long. And my mind is constantly racing. When I listen to something, I typically wanted to go for like the entertainment aspect, right? Mm-hmm. So I could kind of shut off and just enjoy something. Um, but now that I'm getting older, it's I've realized I find myself listening to, you know, shows like Mission Prep, shows like 
um, the way I heard it, you know, with Mike Rowe, things like that, more interview-based podcasts mm-hmm. where I can listen to something. And, and the way I heard it, it's not an interview podcast, but it's kind of more just like an interesting take in storytelling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but things that tell a story, you know, avenues where you can hear an experience, you can hear somebody's journey, their trauma, um, and, and how they've come to the other side of that. And the fact that they're there today to talk about it. And so, you know, with shows, you know, like what we're doing, um, I think it's a great opportunity for people to be that fly on the wall again. And and you're totally right, man. It's it's not a competition. And, and when you get into it going from an attitude of, oh, this is a competition, I have to be better or have more following or more downloads, more subscribers, whatever, then you're not in it for the right reasons. Exactly. And, and, it's just a matter of time until it tanks. Well, and gonna, like our show is yeah. having pretty similar demographics. Yeah. It's, it's cool to mm-hmm. like the people that listen to your show. Now, now they're going to know about our show and that's, that's awesome. And right. people listen to our show are going to know about your show and give them something else to go listen to. And yeah. I just think it's cool. The more stuff that's out there for people to check out, it's more entertainment. It's more, especially at yeah. the time right now where there's a lot of people just sitting home with nothing to do. Yeah. There's, they need something to put their attention to. So why not, you know, check out everything you can. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and, you know, especially for, for parents who, you know, uh, I don't know about you guys, but I find myself cleaning more often than I would love to admit, um, from kids and <laughs> yeah. cooking and, you know, just life. But you mean, you mean so, like all the time? <laughs> yeah. Um, so when I'm, when I'm not, when I'm taking a break from cleaning to do a podcast, um, you know, it's, <laughs> man, it's the perfect time to put in your, to put in your headphones and just, you know, go about your business and just listen to something new. But mm-hmm. it's also yeah. this, you know, sharing experiences and sharing journeys and, and coming through that. Um, the tagline that I have on the bio is someone's story is another survival guide. And that's from the very first episode with, with my buddy, AJ, who, who I talked about earlier. Um, you know, he was on the brink of suicide and he kind of found a way through that and, and has strived to be better ever since. Mm-hmm. And, and so that journey, that testimony, that story right there, um, is a lot of people's story. It's a lot of people's situation. And so when, when guys like you come along and, and you're like, Hey man, you know, we found your show, you know, we kind of do similar things. We'd love to connect. That mentality right there is what's going to help stories like, you know, yours or AJ's or mine reach more people and help more people. And that's what's going to really pull a community together and a community of positivity to help people become better and ultimately strive to to get out of that rut or ask for help or to realize that they have a choice. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what's really great about you know, a mindset like you've got is that right there can reach way more people. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So actually, I want to ask, how long have you been doing this podcast? Uh, dude, this one I started, um, I think I started in June or July. I'll have to look at when the episodes dropped, mm-hmm. but uh, it's June or July when I started. Oh, cool. How many, how many episodes have you got in so far? Uh, this will be 21. Nice. Yeah. So you're, you're a little further ahead of it than us. I think this will be 13 for us. I think 
but yeah, I think we started in what nice. September. Yeah, something like that. Oh wow, nice. Yeah, we yeah, we so you guys, you, y'all are trucking along. Yeah, we try to release one every week. I think we had mm-hmm. one week where we missed one because mm-hmm. we're trying to stay consistent with it. Because I know that's also important to keep people continue yeah. listening. Um, yeah, we had one week where we both had some things going on. We had to put it off. So now we're trying to we're trying to like stay one ahead. So we have one in the in the bank to throw on if we need to. <laughs> oh yeah, that's such a challenge, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Like as of right now, like this what we're recording right now will be released mm-hmm. next week, a week from today. Yeah. yeah. So right now we're doing pretty good with with keeping it one ahead, and if mm-hmm. anything comes up, we we have one. But like I said, we had to miss that one week, and I was kind of like, oh no, people are gonna quit listening to us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 cool. It's it's a weird little journey trying to learn the podcasting because it's all brand new to both Kevin and I. Right. But yeah, man, it's um, it's a labor of love, and and I look at it as it's um, it's kind of sowing, you know, planting the field as it were, to to sow something that's going to be a really cool harvest down the road, um, because it, it's weird how there's some podcasts that just come out and then all of a sudden they just blow up. Mm-hmm. Right. And so my wife and I started one, uh, she's a huge, huge, uh, true crime fan and just like all things murder. It's kind of worrying me. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. cause I'm like, listen, <laughs> you, you sure do like that show snap a lot. Yeah. And, uh, I'm like, you just can fall asleep to forensic files and so she's like the basic white girl trope, you know, <laughs> uh, pumpkin spice and murder. Yeah. And, yep. and so she was like, I really want to do this. So so we started a true crime podcast. And so I really started looking at a variety of shows. And for whatever reason, there was a massive influx of true crime podcasts that just all of a sudden just popped up. Mm-hmm. And, and I was dumbfounded with the amount that are out there. And there's some that started just maybe two months ago, three months ago, and they're they're talking about, man, we've got fourteen thousand downloads, we've got twenty thousand downloads. Jeez, like, how the hell did you yeah. do that? You know, what are you guys doing? And um, and so I don't know if they just have a massive push from friends, family, connections, whatever, mm-hmm. or if they have the funds to go, like you know, promote and not really buy <laughs> listens, but kind of get listens. I don't know, but. Hearing those stories, you know, I had seen that, you know, a couple of years ago when I started the original podcast, I would have been completely defeated. I'd have been like, man, that's how in the hell, what am I doing wrong? What what am I doing wrong? And now with, uh, you know, just the enjoyment aspect of being able to do it, it's great. That's awesome. Keep yeah. going. Get another 20, you know, get another 20K. You know, that's great. I'm going to enjoy my 50 downloads that I had this past month, and I'm going to keep shooting for another 50, you know? Um, yeah, it, it blows my mind that, like, I've, I've seen a few new shows, even shows that are kind of similar to ours, and they blow up right away. And I don't know how they do that. It's obviously, I'm lost on that, because, like, when it comes to promotion and stuff, I know, like, social media helps, <laughs> uh, friends and family help, but yeah, totally trying to... Because that, I mean, all in all, that's what I think we, we all want is more people to listen mm-hmm. to our show. Um, yeah. Getting the reach out there is it's kind of a, a weird game that I think we're trying to figure out. You probably are as well. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but 
yeah it's i don't know it's it's but i think doing things like this help you know definitely like cross kind of i guess like this is like a a, a crossover <laughs> deal i think is how it's phrased but like cross promotion you know getting connected into a community and finding kind of like-minded uh shows i think are a paramount deal in that as well and uh you know, so for me, it's I, I can get very uh, like I can get the blinders on. And so I can kind of just just put my nose down and just work, 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 work. And I forget sometimes how important, um, you know, networking is. So that's why I enjoy the slap in the face of when somebody like you comes along. And they're like, hey, we enjoy your show. We want to connect. And I'm like, oh, shit, I got to figure out what I'm doing here. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so. Yeah, so it's really, really good. And so I that's one of the things that I have trouble with is because I get caught up in, in the doing that I forget in the in the connecting aspect of it. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the biggest thing for me that I've had such a hard time with is just like the like the connecting with other people who do this thing. And and uh, some of that stems from from just being self-conscious about it, because I feel like I ramble a lot and, and I hate listening back to my own voice. So oh, it's same. Like a really yes. big pain in the butt. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, man, people are gonna think I'm stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think I think it's important yeah. to get to that point where you just don't care what people think, and I'm I feel like I'm yeah. starting to get there because in the beginning I was super self conscious about, yes. like, what did I say? Because I I'm people that know me personally, they know I ramble. Uh, that's the type of, mm-hmm. I love to talk, and I will, yeah. I will talk your ear off. And I'm, I'm trying to be more self-aware and not do that, especially on our show, especially when we have a guest sitting in here. We want them to be the one to talk. Yeah. <clears throat> but there is time. But it's good where, for a podcast, though. Yeah, yeah. And there's times I'll go off on tangents and Kevin does the same. And yeah. I mean, I mean, that's what the podcast is for. You're supposed to talk. Exactly. And so I'm trying to not be as self-conscious about it. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm a pretty hard critic on myself with a lot of things I do. But yeah, got to, I think, just not be as hard on, on yourself, especially when it comes to what you're supposed to be doing in the podcast is talking you know yeah Mm -hmm. definitely it kind of kind of goes back to what you know you were saying earlier of you know just being authentic to yourself yeah yeah the right people the right people will follow you know they'll they'll start listening if and we've talked about that on here before because like i edit the episodes but for now i mean all i do is really get rid of a little background noise we have some technical difficulties like a couple minutes ago our mics were being weird and so I try to edit out things like that. Yeah. Um, but in the beginning I was like the people, the guest or Kevin or myself would say something that didn't quite, I don't know, I don't know the right wording for it, but it made you sound kind of like an asshole. <laughs> and so I, I would go in and edit that out and stuff like that. And as yeah. we, as we've gone on, I've kind of quit doing that. I, I just let it roll. And if people like it, then they can listen. If not, don't listen. And also yeah. people I think most people realize, yeah, you can make mistakes. People are going to you're going to say stupid stuff sometimes. Yeah. And well, I mean, I'm going to say stupid stuff all the time. I'm, I mean, I'm not an astrophysicist, so <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I don't know. Like, yeah. I, I I like we were talking about earlier, letting know people, yeah. letting people know that yeah, I make mistakes. Yeah. It, it happens, and if if someone doesn't want to listen to your show because you say a non politically correct word or something like that, and you don't you don't mean any harm by it then don't don't listen that's the way i look at it and there's the 15 second forward button or there's exactly exactly and i don't know i I think it's important to be yourself Mm -hmm. and like we we had one episode we brought one of our good friends in here he's my brother-in-law we just sat around and 
just BS'd and there was nothing to it. And it was, and it's actually been a pretty popular episode download wise. Yeah. I actually, I listened to that one the other day. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And so we've talked about, you know, bringing on a few more of our friends and stuff. Cause our friends are, they're pretty eccentric and, mm. and when we all get together, we all say stupid things, especially if alcohol's involved. Oh, yeah. And, but it, it's fun. It's a good time. And like I said, that episode has done pretty well and I didn't think it would, but it's, it's done all right. So. Well, that's yeah. one of the things that's endearing about a podcast when you listen to it. And, you know, when you have a dynamic, like what you're talking about right there, you've got your you know, brother-in-law and friend in the studio and you guys are having this kind of back and forth. There's camaraderie, mm-hmm. there's familiarity that you get from, you know, from between you three. And, you get that feeling and you as the listener getting to hear this that's being the fly on the wall and it really truly is for sure you are in that that situation and so it's kind of like being a fourth wheel without the awkward feeling of being present there Mm -hmm. and so you get to be in this kind of group of friends or this group of people who've known each other and you know maybe there's inside jokes or certain things like that but you get this feeling of you know friendship like i said familiarity and you get as the listener i enjoy that and that's one of the things that endeared me to podcasts you know like that are kind of more in that vein of where there's a lot of get there's a lot of hosts you know maybe three or four Mm -hmm. just gonna go back and forth and touch on stuff but um in an interview based podcast like with what you guys typically do um those moments of levity kind of really endear people to to the show even more i think because that's just that's real people like community feeling included into something and that's what those situations do yeah i I listened to one of yours you had a good friend of yours on i think he was the one his house burnt down recently or something like that yeah Uh, yeah that was my my buddy jim yeah and i noticed that with you guys you had like a camaraderie going and it was it was really like easy listening it was it was kind of cool yeah and yeah, I, know, we, I think I think it's good for people to hear because then they also hear more of the real you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like you said, you're more comfortable. Yeah. But well, and, and I I talked to um, I'm trying to remember it was one of the Zoom Zoom uh, shows that I did, and I think it was with uh, he does the Lone Star Outdoor Show um, down here in Texas. Um, but but it was the first time that I had talked with him, mm-hmm. and we kind of had corresponded, you know, via Instagram and an email. Uh, but we had never spoken and, and he's a, he's an extremely, you know, uh, I know exactly who I am, what I need to get out of this and bare bones. Like he knows his shit, mm-hmm. and what he needs to do. And, and I'm kind of more just kind of go with the flow, whatever. Um, and so it was a little intimidating talking with him in the beginning because this doing zoom, it feels so cold and robotic mm-hmm. and, you feel like you have to be more professional. That at least that's how it was for me, and 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 it was just just kind of this weird disconnect where when I had you know my buddy in the studio or um, people in here talking, it was you get those nuances and those facial expressions and those kind of social cues. Where he's in this, you don't. Yeah, and, yeah, and it's it's very unsettling, and and so. You know, I finally had to just go, you know what? I just got to have fun with it and enjoy it. And just no matter what, just if I'm going to say something that makes myself laugh, I'm going to do it and yeah. not care. And and so it's it's a very difficult thing to learn and kind of 
disconnect from that feeling of being disconnected. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, we, we have a so this is our first Zoom one, like I said, and then we have a few lined up now that are going to mm-hmm. be Zoom. Uh, we have some. There's a pro fighter that's coming on, stuff like that. And nice people we've we've never met, so mm-hmm. including yourself, but. I still I, I, like this. Doesn't seem much different to me uh, doing it over Zoom compared to sitting in person, uh, minus the fact of the facial cues and or social yeah. cues and facial expressions and all that. I mean, you could do video, but I still, I mean, conversation is conversation, and yes, the more people you can reach, I think the better. Oh, by far, man. But yeah, so I guess I guess we can wrap this up. We've been yeah. I don't even know how long we've been going, but um, go ahead and plug your show and, and all that good stuff. Yeah, man. So people can find it on, you know, Podbean, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts. I always get confused because I want to say iTunes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, pretty much any streaming platform that you, whatever your preferred listening platform for podcasts is, you can find it. Um, it's all at C. And you can also visit my website, all at c.squarespace.com. And I've got a uh, podcast platforms tab on there so you can find your preferred listening platform directly take you to the show via those links, um, as well as you can see the roster of guests that I've had available on the show and just different odds and ends on the site that you can check out and uh, follow the socials as well. It's all at C podcast pretty much on everything. And yeah, that's pretty much pretty much it for the show there and if people want to know more about me they can find that on the website as well and my uh, uh music instagram is billy lister music on instagram and uh on the socials as well and yeah man i appreciate you guys reaching out and giving me the opportunity to kind of uh be a little bit of a guest on a show because that hasn't happened yet so it's kind of a, a neat experience yeah it's awesome yeah for sure yeah and, and so i mean we're doing like a, a crossover deal. So you guys, you know, shout out your, your show as well and where people can find you and what you do. Yeah. So, uh, it's mission prep podcast. It isn't, has nothing to do with the LDS or Mormon, which happened in the beginning a lot because <laughs> of the missionary thing, I guess a lot of people were having a hard time finding it, but now it's from what I hear, it's pretty easy to find. Break yeah, when it. I Googled it, I, I found the Mormon thing. Yep. Thought, Man, what did I get myself into? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that was, that was a, and I think it is still that way on Google, but any, any podcast platform you type in mission prep, you're going to see it. Yes. It's, uh, so yeah, we're on all the same ones you mentioned, Spotify, Apple. Um, we even, we, I put them up on YouTube as well. We don't have video, but the audio is on YouTube and we do have some people listening on there. Um, Stitcher, Google podcasts, all every, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And we also have an Instagram, uh, it's mission prep podcast. And we post our episodes and random things on there. We we really want people to listen to this to follow our Instagram. We have Facebook and a Twitter and all that too. But we want them to follow our social media so we kind of know what who's listening and what people think and stuff like that. So if yeah, people, people want to follow us on any of those platforms, that's cool. And yeah, that's just that's it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> right on, man. I'll do, I'll put the. Uh... I always put links and everything in the shows in the show notes, so I'll make sure that I put all of those where people can find you on, you know, across socials and cool. um, you know, Facebook, all that stuff, in in the show notes there. And um, and so with my website, I try to uh, get a good, like I call it a promo shot, mm-hmm. um, 
of you know whatever good picture you guys have got so that way i can i can put that on social media and i'll do like a little excerpt from the show kind of a highlight or whatever yeah yeah gotcha um but so if you guys um have a specific one that you want to share if you don't mind i can just rip one from your instagram page or something um, yeah, yeah, and feel free to, to to do that likewise with mine. Um, For sure, I, if you if you need me to send you something, I can. Um, but yeah, man, just let me know. However, I can help you guys with promotion or shouting it out. Uh, don't hesitate to to hit me up on that because I don't mind doing that at all. Perfect. Perfect.